Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was change with Innocence once lost can never be regained. Darkness once gazed upon can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash it up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to fly. Try to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro La and Ashley Richardson. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. <laughs> Welcome everybody to yeah this I don't I can't really say special because it's just the one for the week but it's a little bit later than usual uh, because we're trying to cover up the fact that indie wrestling doesn't want to wrestle this weekend I guess because of Valentine's Day regardless of the fact this is Ashley and as ever I am joined by Sandro and yeah although it's not much of a week coming along we've had quite a few bits happening in the past week haven't we yeah a couple of stuff came out uh last weekend uh yeah what an interesting show that uh took place about uh, 24 hours as a recording with the nxt rival which uh i gotta admit uh there were some matches that i thought uh, the outcome would have been different, but uh, I'm very, very ecstatic uh, to see what's going to take place in the upcoming weeks on their television. Yeah, including a certain former Sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, um, Kenny Johnson, you know, who's done the uh, previous documentaries you know, on Kimberly and Vader and Johnny Gagano and all that, He's actually released the Sammy Callahan documentary in full now on his YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's called They 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 Asked for Stiff or They Called for Stiff. And it really it's behind the scenes, I think, during Evolve Nine. So it's from about two thousand eleven, two thousand and twelve ish. Okay. I think that is. But it was, I think, also done at the same time as Pro Wrestler, which I think you can still purchase. Because that came out as a legit DVD. Which was Adam Cole before he became Adam Cole Bebe. And all that. But he put that up for free. I think because a lot of people were thinking, could uh, a certain Solomon Crow show up on NXT? Turns out, we've got to wait till next week. But, you know, uh, oh, uh, that's a note to you, Sandro. Keep an eye, keep an eye on the spoilers while we're recording this. 
Well, apparently it's already happened within the last hour, but I haven't uh, read anything on Twitter. But if something pops up, I will. Well, I guess I'll mention it to you off the air. If it's worth mentioning, I'll mention it on the air. And also, uh, this week is notable because Jim Cornette has been proven wrong. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he has. Not just with uh, NXT, but something we'll get to uh, in a little bit. So, uh, first, in terms of news, uh, Shikara has officially updated their website. That may not seem like news, but the reason why they've updated it is because they are now providing the streams, or not the streams, the VOD access to their own product now. which They're calling Shikaratopia unofficially, even though it's still shikarapro.com. Uh, the format of the two shows so far, which is the previous one, <clears throat> uh, A New Start, and the National Pro Wrestling Day, which I think is a little bit uh, scummy, considering how the last ones have been free. And now this time, oh, it's free, except you have to pay. Well, well, well the thing is, the building doesn't have any internet connection so that's probably why i appreciate that but even if you wanted to see the stuff for free previously you could i think well they'll probably give away a couple of matches at some point next year when they do the next one yeah it'll probably be over uh the course of podcast to go goes probably yeah they probably will but uh to be honest for what you're getting i'd say it's still pretty good value because uh, it's $12, and for that, you'll get the whole package. But <clears throat> if you want to get the matches individually, you know, if you're only interested in a certain wrestler, let's say, uh, the matches are available, I think, at $1.99 each. So if you're only interested in matches featuring Eddie Kingston or you know matches featuring the Shikara Grand Championship, you can just get them for 2 bucks a piece. Although some of the bits like interviews and backstage segments and things like that are exclusive to the full purchase rather than individual segments or whatever. I think it's fair to price the individual matches at a, a buck ninety nine. I think that's very fair. Um, as of now, as far as their archive footage, uh, apparently there's a few shows that are up for purchase and the rest uh they will be uploaded when they get a chance to edit it down i guess and i should note that as far as future shows for recording uh they are no longer working with smartmark video they have their own production team hence the reasons why a lot of people are not too thrilled with the new start show because there were from what i've heard uh there were a lot of bad camera angles during the entire show altogether, which that's terrible to hear, but that is because of the new production team that Chikara has hired. Which might, hopefully this is stuff that they actually take on board and it'll get better over the course of, uh, you know, the upcoming shows, but uh, that's something that is a shame, considering how the, the previous relationship had gone and you know, if 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 it turns out that they obviously have gone their separate ways and the quality of the product goes down in terms of presentation, 
I don't want to say they might have to reconsider, but they might have to reconsider. Also, the question is, what happens with the pay-per-view in May? I don't know. I guess they'll probably use their production team to work on their pay-per-views. I guess. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, of course, they did do that the live feed themselves, didn't they, for uh, the snow day? Maybe. It wasn't a smart mark thing, I, I think. Can't remember. Well, it wasn't on YouTube, so I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It doesn't look too bad, though, from what I've heard. Mm. Although the camera angles weren't good, I think a lot of people are happy that it's available in 1080p. Yes. They're like Blu-ray quality, so... I guess that's a positive thing. Sandra, do you want to go through uh, a few bits of your news before I get to this hefty bit of stuff that I need to wade through? <laughs> yeah, let me start off with uh, House of Glory news. Uh, the next show's coming up. Uh, originally, Ricochet was supposed to be at the show, but because of him uh, competing in PWG the same night, he will not be at the next House of Glory show. Uh, I believe he's being replaced by Tommy Dreamer. So Tommy Dreamer will get the uh, title opportunity against Brian XL for the House of Glory title. Uh, I should mention that they just announced uh, for the show in May, uh, AJ Styles will be making his return to the promotion in Queens, New York. So that should be very interesting to see. Uh, Moving on to Beyond Wrestling News. Uh, They announced uh, one of their main events for the next show, King of Arts. Uh, Very interesting match, I will say. As we see the team of Chris Hero and JT Dunn taking on the a uh, very r- random team, but yet a rare team, I will say, of the product David Starr and making his debut for Beyond Wrestling, Eddie Kingston. Wow. So I guess the feud between Hero and Kingston isn't over, <laughs> which is really surprising. It's never over. It's never <laughs> over, no. <laughs> so that's very, very, very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, moving on to Shimmer News. Uh, they sent out a very interesting tweet uh, about. It's actually yesterday, actually on Wednesday. Uh, they said that we've only presented one tournament thus far in Shimmer. When we crowned the Shimmer champion back in 2007, it's about time we do one more. And that is very interesting to hear them say that. Uh, there were some guesses that they might do this tournament during the uh, WrestleMania weekend show. Or maybe during the April tapings. I'm not really sure, but should be interesting to see if they do it. And what's, I guess, what's the prize at the, at the end of this tournament is the question. I'm wondering if it's a shimmer tag belt. <clears throat> Because if Naka, if Nakagawa is retiring, then technically the belts are up for grabs, wouldn't they be? Well, she is coming for the April tapings. Okay, she is, but it wouldn't. It surprised me if they would 
uh, withdraw the, ta- the the titles at the beginning of the tapings, and then you could, you know, start your own tournaments. Or maybe, maybe uh, this could be a start for a secondary title. I don't know, but uh, should be interesting to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess. Actually, two more bit of news. Uh, AAW, uh, their next show, well, for their main brand, on the 28th for The Art of War. <laughs> we are getting a rematch that occurred at Alpha One, and that is Ricochet taking on Josh Alexander. Nice. Should be very, very good. And uh, I guess the last bit of news, uh, there's a new NWA's women's champion, as, oh, you stole my thunder. <laughs> as Santana Garrett defeated Barbie Hayding for the NWA Women's title in Florida. And that match is already up online. It's already on our social media, so we could check that out. Which is, I don't know. I think, didn't they go at it before? But. The problem at the time was because uh, the TNA deal. Yeah, yeah, it was for uh, WSU. It was on the pre-show, but that that match is also up as well. So obviously, now that she's been let go, it's like let's push her. <laughs> sure, it's weird. NWA is trying to make up for the fact that TNA screwed up. It's the other way around. Yeah, probably. Almost. But yeah, she is, I think, the 24th title holder in its current form and like 33rd ever. But uh, I think the interesting thing to note is it has also been confirmed that Santana will be defending the belt on affiliated and non-affiliated promotions. Yeah. It makes me wonder shine. Yeah, there's a very good chance. Shimmer. There's plenty of stuff there because I think the WSU title match that was oh was it the I'm trying to think. I it was listed. Yeah, WSU's mutiny last February. I think, wasn't it? I don't remember the name of the show, but it was at WSU, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's as you mentioned because she couldn't appear on iPay per view. It was a dark match, mm-hmm. but it was part of that show back last February. <clears throat> so, I you know that could mean obviously now that it's probably too short notice to do it now. But whether is Santana supposed to be in action next week for WSU? Uh, not that I can remember, but she might. I'm just thinking there's a spot there. <clears throat> WSU has had, you know, uh, the NWA title on it before. All hail Bruce Farb, <laughs> literally, because he's like the he's the face of NWA at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Not even just not even just with the whole Japan angle, but actually Yeah, I think he's I think he's the president of the NWA. 
And I think they've realized, NWA, that they, you know, as, as good as it is to have, uh, you know, the NWA affiliates just having the stuff, showcasing it in other places might get more awareness of the brand and the stuff. And it, to be honest, it probably is a case of them trying to get people back in after the various administrations before causing uh, less than positive publicity, shall we say. Uh, and sticking with the women's wrestling, uh, three Diva Diaries got put up on High Spots this week. Uh, one which is Lana Starr, who was with Women of Wrestling, which, was that in like the late 90s? I think that was like in the early, mid-2000-ish era. <laughs> Okay, but uh, last I recall, I didn't hear anything like great from that set promotion. I guess it was think of the that promotion like their version of the Divas Division within the last four or five years. Yeah, apparently they did do like a new set of tapings, but they've never been released yet. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but the other two. Uh, Heather Patera and Kelly Skater, which just from the little short bits that they've uh, given out are uh, <clears throat> pretty uh, pretty good ones. So uh, check out for them on the high spots and everything. Also regarding high spots, uh, there is a new Best Friends up. Uh, is it out now, I think? Wait. I think it got released. Uh, maybe. I'll, I'll double check. Uh so yeah, the best friends with special guest Teddy Hart, and it seems to be a thing. Uh, it looks to be like, I guess Teddy Hart is such a character that rather than just be you know in a in a room with the cameraman and whatever, I think the entire locker room that was as part of that uh, Evolve weekend. You know, if you. Uh, a few weeks back was uh, involved. I, I think it was a few weeks back, wasn't it? Yeah. Teddy it was, Hart was part of it, I think. Yeah, it was last month. Yeah. But there looks to be some crazy stuff going on in that, especially stuff towards the end of the little teaser video, which could get a little interesting, shall we say? <laughs> Uh, uh, in terms of other videos to check out as well, uh, Alpha One, uh, their sort of secondary show, Beta Pro, had its debut show on the last, uh, the Matt Rats uh, event a few weeks back. Uh, they've now put that Beta show up in its entirety for free. So go and check that out on our social media. Uh, in terms of CZW, Matt Tremont says the man is watching. Which I'm clearly thinking it's Gage. Which makes me think Gage might wrestle uh, Gulak at some point, but then he'll face Matramont at. I uh, uh, can't remember. What's it called? Torment of Death. Maybe. I think it seems to be the obvious thing because Tremont is deathmatch heavy. <laughs> 
uh, just to go back on the, the the best friends with Teddy Hart, uh, it's up for pre-order, and okay, it, it's not out just yet. It should. It says here it should be released by March fourth, and the total time run it's an hour and fifty minutes. So yeah, that's two hours worth. Probably check it out, or we'll give or take two hours. Uh, I think, due to obvious reasons, um, Miss Dyslexia has had to have a name change. Because I think some people might have took offence to it. So, Miss Dyslexia is now Lexia Avery. Uh, And this, I think, was announced by Valkyrie, wasn't it? As they're hyping up the next show coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean... What's your take on, you know, to me, that name change makes sense because I think it was causing offense to people with dyslexia. Uh, well, I don't really know much about her, mm. so I, I can't really comment on that. But I'm just going on the name because. Yeah, think. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe like uh, if you get to talk to her, maybe ask her about that. Maybe she would like explain it. But I, I think people would probably not get it. So maybe that's why she like you know what I might as well just change it. I I can't really you know speak for her, but if she wanted to change it, that's well you know that's on her. Yeah. Whether it was because of controversial stuff or whether she realized it just wasn't working as a name. Either way, you know I I I I personally feel I'm more a fan of a new name because the other one just seemed like too obvious. Not too obvious a gimmick, but you know, it, it, it just—I don't want to say bad taste, but it just—it d- just didn't seem to fit. Should I, I guess that's the way I'm trying to go. Uh, there's also uh, a good women's wrestling match as well on our uh, stuff from—I think it's part of the Throwback Thursday, or what everybody calls it. Uh, from Tournament for Tomorrow 2 from Beyond, it's Kimberly versus Alison Kay. <laughs> it's yeah. a damn good match. <clears throat> yeah, it was at one point uh, Alison Kay is wrapping Kimberly in duct tape. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they did that on purpose because of what film is coming out this weekend. <sighs> well, this, we'll get that. Well, it's old footage. I mean, it's a year ago. Yeah, but I just think it's weird timing. Yeah, Probably. she Yeah, she put tape on her hair and she was like she was yelling at my hair, my hair. Uh obviously you could also check out uh, episode 91 of Candace and Joey's Candace and Joey show, uh, episode 11 of Brian Myers making towns, uh, episode 403 of Shikara's podcast to go-go and I think I think it's episode 38 of Smash TV and uh, episode 17 of season 2 of AAW stuff all on uh, our social media and everything and of course the most important one Silas Young's public Silas announcements are back yay <laughs> that, I'm guessing that means Silas could be showing up at the anniversary show because I don't think he's booked yet is he well actually he has he's been wrestling uh uh, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but he has wrestled already. So he... I don't remember him being on the Ring of Honor stuff. Oh, well, he hasn't returned to Ring of Honor. Yeah, he's just been. Yeah, it's just the, it's the return of 
the return of the videos on Ring of Honor, I think, indicates he'll be showing up at some point. I'm guessing the most obvious would be the anniversary show. Well, they do have another show before the anniversary show. I'm not sure if it's uh, next week or the following week after, but they they also have another show. So he'll probably show up there, but uh, we'll see. You know what? Uh, speaking of uh, Ring of Honor, I've been catching up with the uh, their TV uh, since uh, the November shows because I've, I've been very late on that. Behind. <laughs> uh and uh, the ones that started in January, it's been so long overdue, but they finally, finally changed their TV intros. Oh, good. Because the past, they had like Davey Richards, Rhino, Mike Mondo, you know, guys that aren't even active with the promotion. They finally changed it and put the current roster. It's very long with dude. And you know what? We did the, the results the last couple of shows. And mm-hmm. y- you know these guys that are coming out with Red Mask? Yeah. Well, apparently, it seems like we're ready for another uh, invasion group of sorts. <laughs> so I basically, the. in Kingston. So basically, the promos consist of somebody watching Ring of Honor TV, and the voice is very distorted. You can barely make out what the person is saying, but the, this person is saying that uh, Ring of Honor, we're coming to take over, we're here to change things, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we're, gonna, we're getting ready for another... Uh, I guess heel stable trying to destroy Ring of Honor. Those are always fun. But what if it turns out that it's juicy product? <laughs> uh, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure they would need more people. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I'm not too thrilled with that. But it, it better be some kind of Better payoff or something. That'd be I don't a good know. payoff. I don't know. But uh, I guess you forgot to mention one promo that was released the last couple of days. And I'm talking about the one about uh, Super Cop Dick Justice sending a message oh, to Grado. <laughs> yes, Alpha One, isn't it? That's hilarious. Oh, my God. That match is going to be something. It's going to be interesting, I will say. But the, speaking of Alpha One, uh, their their pre-show, I guess their developmental brand, I guess in a way, Beta Pro, that took place at the last show before the Matt Rest show. That show has been released for free. I mentioned that. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I will mention it again because the fact that they're giving away an Ethan Page match for free is surprising. Oh, and by the way, remind me to bring up uh, Ethan Page uh, when we talk about NXT. Oh, wait, what? It, um, <laughs> remind me after the women's match. Okay. Now I'm getting a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> right. So before we... Uh, cover all that stuff uh, do you want to go through uh, last week's Lucha Underground stuff 
yes, yes, I have it right here. Episode thirteen. Yes, episode thirteen or episode one for season two, which whatever it doesn't really matter. Anyways, uh, we get a recap of the Dario Cueto and Johnny Mundo, uh, I guess, feud, and then there's a recap of the last segment of the previous episode where a mystery woman is asking questions to Dario, looking for somebody. And then a recap of the Cage Puma match. You know, I, I was really hoping that uh, I would do this uh, with, on, on Plug because uh, I, I would have made a joke about Bronx because uh, <laughs> the band El Mariachi Bronx. <laughs> oh, no. But since he's not here, I can't make that joke. But I just thought it was funny since they made mentioned the name and I just started laughing when I saw it. <laughs> Anyways, they stole your gimmick. Damn it, bro. <laughs> so, Ivelisse and Son of Havoc are in the ring. Uh, Ivelisse got the promo saying how she isn't happy with uh, people on social media saying that Havoc sucks and he's a loser. She responds by saying she doesn't date losers. And if anyone has a problem with them, they have a problem with me because I'm the baddest bitch in this building. And then we lead into the first match. And Helico taking on Son of Havoc. The crowd is actually 50-50 with both guys. Some of the crowd is with Chani for and Helico, and some of them were actually Chani for Havoc. Probably because they got used to him and they know he's uh, he's talented in the ring. Uh, it was a pretty good back-and-forth match. Uh, even Lee did get involved a couple of times during the match. Uh, Havoc goes for a shooting star press, but uh, Angelico gets out of the way, and Havoc lands on his feet. Uh, then Angelico kicks him in the face and sets him up on the top turnbuckle. Angelico goes for a running racer's edge, but uh, Havoc counters it into a hurricanrana, but only gets for a two count. Uh, Havoc goes for a dive, but then he fakes it uh, before he before he does the dive. Uh, Ivelisse, uh, I guess, kisses Havoc for that uh, uh, pose that he did. It's really stupid, but it was pretty funny at the same time. <laughs> uh, Helico comes from behind, tried to attack Havoc, but he sees him and then gets out of the way, and Helico almost crashes into Ivelisse. Havoc goes to attack Helico from behind, but he gets out of the way, and, and Havoc almost hits Ivelisse. Havoc grabs Angelico from the waist, and as they charge forward uh, towards Ivelisse, uh, Angelico tries to kiss her, but then she slaps him for his trouble. Uh, Havoc goes for a bridging pin, but Angelico only kicks off for the two, which leads to Havoc accidentally hitting two Ivelisse, and she goes down to the outside, and then Angelico goes for a schoolboy 43 count pin, and he wins the match. Uh, after that, uh, both Havoc and Ivelisse aren't happy with what just happened. And Ivelisse uh, didn't even want to talk to Havoc, and she just walks off as the fans uh, <laughs> gives Havoc shit for just what occurred. Uh, this was definitely a fun match to watch. Uh, very fast, high-paced kind of style. So uh, very interesting to even hear that the fans were even chanting for Havoc. So that was just really still interesting. still seems weird, though, to see Matt Cross with a mask. Yeah, it is. It's not work. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. And plus, it's just a just a generic mask. Like, there's mm. just a 
Well, it's not even I a really complete hope mask. They aren't going, oh, he's got a mask and a ginger beard. He's going to be El Generica. <laughs> well, it's not even a full mask. It's like a half a mask because you go yeah. clearly see mm-hmm. his... It's a ma. <laughs> you can see his chin and his mouth is exposed. So can't really call it a mask. It's more like a ski mask of sorts. Anyways, uh, the next segment occurs with Darius in his office talking to Johnny Mundo. And he is basically offering to stop their feud and to let bygones be bygones. Uh, Johnny said he's ready for action. And then Dario sets up a match between him and Cage for tonight's main event. Uh, is it a ladder match? <laughs> before, before Mundo walks out of the office, uh, he told Dario, you better get a new title because I'm coming for it. <laughs> Is that a hidden message? It looks like crap. Sure, I would agree. Uh, so I saw I saw your post about the trio title, and it's like, yeah, that oh, actually yeah. looks well. <laughs> yeah, that definitely looks way better. So I haven't even checked the spoilers for last weekend, so I don't even know if they even started that. Oh, it gets confusing. Don't worry. Oh no. That's why I'm just willing. It gets confusing from the way it's written down, but I guess in TV presentation it'll eventually make sense. So well, I'm willing to not make it public. But some that regarding the trio's title, it goes weird at the end, but hopefully in a good way, especially considering what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll give my thoughts. Uh... After the recap. But uh, next match, we have uh, Famous B taking on Pentagon Jr. Uh, before the match even occurs, there's a video promo on Pentagon Jr. Uh, basically, the video entails uh, Pentagon fighting other fighters of different styles. Uh, karate, kickboxing, uh, MMA, or Sambo. And he's basically uh, talking about that when he fights, all his fears go away. Uh, this is pretty much a squash match. Uh, basically, the end came with Pentagon hitting the package power driver. Uh, he doesn't even go for the pin, uh, but he locks in a unique submission where he basically locks uh, the left arm and with his legs, but he also locks in a, a modified R-bar on his right arm. So uh, he gets the submission win. After that, he uh, Pentagon Jr. refuses to let go of the arm. So all of a sudden, Pentagon pulls the right arm with full force, basically injuring Famous B. And then after that, he gets on the mic saying that uh, he's loyal to his master and he's waiting for him to come. As the fans chant Cero Miedo, which is zero fear. Next segment, we have Dario talking to somebody who I initially thought was Brian Cage, but apparently that's not it. It's somebody else. So, it's the key master. It's, it's Ghostbusters. So key master. Where's go? Where's? <laughs> it's probably somebody where's behind. Zool? It's probably Zool, damn it. It's probably somebody behind. I guess in a cage, whoever. Uh, this person is supposed to be some kind of monster. I don't know who. But anyways, uh, he's, he talks to this person 
about the the mysterious woman looking for him. Uh, he said that she's being called the Black Lotus and she's looking for revenge. Dario said, I'm not a fool as a big shadow appears as he walks away. Pretty cheesy segment, I will say. But I uh, shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> La damn. <laughs> Can't get any more cheesy than that. <laughs> uh, so the next match we have is Aerostar taking on Drago. Uh, this was definitely another fun match here. A <clears throat> uh, couple of moments here. Uh, Aerostar hits an overhead 619. Uh, he then hits a leaping plancha to the outside. Uh, the finish came when Drago hits a blockbuster into a DDT, which I will say it didn't look safe, but it looked pretty brutal as uh, Drago gets the win. After that, he picks up Aerostar and shakes his hand. It was a little fun short match for what it was. Uh, next segment, uh, we have Phoenix training uh, kickboxing somewhere in this uh, warehouse. As he's training, uh, Katrina walks in. She asks him about the tattoo on his chest, asking, does it protect him from nightmares? Uh, she asks him, what does it take for to scare a man that doesn't die? Uh, she says she has a message, but it's not from Mil Muertes. And then all of a sudden, she kisses him right on the lips. And she says that, keep this between us. If Muertes found out, he would bury us both. As the segment ends. Mm, very interesting that they're doing this already. I I would have expected something like this to happen probably the next season. But um, I don't know what's going to happen from here. If uh, Muertes will eventually find out. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with this. And uh, the main event uh, for this taping of Lucha on the Ground, Johnny Mundo taking on Cage. Uh, Cage comes out with the broken title. As the match is going on, we see King Cuerno looking off from the balcony. Uh, just coming out for some of the moments during the match. Uh, uh, Mundo hits a corkscrew plancha off the top turnbuckle, off the corner turnbuckle, excuse me. Uh, as Mundo uh, sends Cage into the ring, all of a sudden King Cuerno attacks Johnny Mundo on the outside as the ref calls for the bell. Uh, so Mundo gets the DQ win. Uh, Cuerno continues to attack uh, Johnny Mundo's knee and he hits his knee with a chair. Uh, then after that, Dario comes out and says that this match is not going to end like this. So we're going to restart the match. So the match restarts and Cage goes after the injured left leg of Johnny Mundo. Uh, both men are on the apron as Mundo gets the advantage. Mundo goes hard, goes for a hard left kick, but Cage gets out of the way, uh, leading Mundo to hit the turnbuckle post. Cage gets, gets in the ring and locks in a submission, but Mundo makes it to the ropes. Uh, Mundo goes for a series of punches on Cage. Uh, then he attempts to go for the Moonlight Drive, but Cage kicks out at it too. Uh, Mundo goes for the Starship Pain, but uh, Cage pulls him and then managed to hit an F5, but he only gets it for a two count. 
Cage goes for a weapon X, but Mundo managed to reverse it into a sunset flip. But Cage kicks out again at two. Cage uh, hits the this kid's lariat on Mundo, and then hits the weapon X uh, to get the three count win. As the show, uh, well, actually not really the show, but the, the match ends with Cage posing with the broken title on his uh, shoulders. I will say um, this match was better than I expected. Uh, pretty good uh, back and forth between both guys, and I definitely thought that Mundo definitely got that uh, good reaction from the crowd, especially after King Cuerno uh, interfered and started to attack him. So I will say Mundo did look good despite losing in the end, but this definitely built up Cage as that monster heel that they're building up. So as the show is about to end, we show uh, Dario in his office talking to somebody on the phone. All of a sudden, somebody knocks on his office door. Dario says that go home. The show is over. And a person who's on the other side of the door says that, oh, no, we're just getting started. As the person walks in and all of a sudden we hear my name is Alberto, but you already knew that. No, that my my name is Alberto. Pause. El Patron. But you already knew that, and basically winked. It was basically, yep. <laughs> As the show ends, uh, pretty good, pretty good episode, I will say. Uh, a lot of good, a couple of good matches, and uh, I I didn't see the entire episode of this week's episode, but I did see the last segment with uh, Alberto. And it's obviously that they're bringing in uh, somebody to continue the feud that he had in Mexico to continue in Lucha Underground. Yeah, it's weird. The the storyline which you'd have thought would happen in Lucha Underground is happening in AAA. And the storyline you'd thought would happen in AAA seems to now be coming to Lucha Underground. To be honest, I don't really have a problem with that. I think it's fine. I mean, right now they're... They're building up right now some sort of a feud with uh, Alberto and Cage because Brian Cage is going to be debuting for AAA, I think, next week. Next weekend, if I'm not mistaken, in Mexico. Excuse me. And uh, for those that don't know, there was a video promo from Brian Cage, which if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. It's it's so fucking <laughs> good. Basically, it's uh, Brian Cage talking about that both him and Alberto were in WWE and developmental in FCW. And he was talking about how he beat the crap out of Alberto every week. And he, I was really surprised that he brought it up, but he brought up the incident with uh, Alberto, which what led to him getting fired, released. Oh, wow. You want to say it. He brought up the race stuff. He brought it up and he says that, you know what? I can't, I thought you were a man. You 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 were a coward for slapping a uh, indefensive person in the face just because you couldn't handle a joke. Come on now. I thought that was so funny, and I I thought it was great that he brought it up. I like the fact that they're bringing up something personal but use it in a storyline. So it should be very interesting to see what's going to happen next week in AAA. They're not going to have a one-on-one match yet. They're going to be part of a uh, a trios match, 
So it should be interesting to see what happens. Is it a pay per view? No, it's just for. It, uh, just no, it's a tape for TV. Okay. But since they already bring, it seems like they're already building a storyline between those two. So I think at some point, maybe at the next pay per view that's taking place in March, they'll probably have a, a singles match. It maybe even for his title. I don't know. But uh, it should be interesting to see what happens there. As of now, uh, Alberto hasn't put out a response video. So it would not surprise me that he does it within the next uh, seven days before that uh, TV taping takes place. Right. So I'm just looking at the time. Uh, How long do we need to give... NXT. Because I'm just thinking <clears throat> we could run through some of the indie results and then I want to leave the New Japan stuff and FWE because I actually saw quite a bit of the FWE show till later. We, so continue. we still have like, sh- uh, close to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we might go, it, yeah, we might let this segment go actually on a bit longer because the the final segment's going to be very short. So, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get into the NXT stuff. So apparently, there was a dark match, which I wouldn't have mind seeing. With uh oh, uh Enzo the Soft Boys of Enzo and uh, Cassidy beating the Vorder villains. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but it was a dark match, so whatever. Um, so yeah, Taylor, sorry, Tyler Breeze versus Hideo Itami. Um, great opener, although I do want to know who was the girl. I'm guessing it must have been somebody. I have no idea, but I'm guessing it's uh, somebody from developmental, obviously. Uh, a way to bring her in, whoever this is, but. Somebody that didn't... It wasn't Seth Rollins' woman. No. no, no. <laughs> you know what? Funny thing. Um, I don't know who took the picture, but uh, somebody posted a picture of uh, some of the developmentals alongside with Triple H, and they're sitting down what kind of like watching the show, but this was obviously, obviously before the show even started. And I think that uh, chick was in that group. Okay. So... It's unfortunate, but... <laughs> yeah, Atami did a good job. Obviously, I didn't want to tease the GTS. That was so great. Uh, yeah, I, I I, also popped when he almost went for the GTS. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he's definitely going to do it at some point. Uh, maybe at the next special? Who knows, but... Needs to be a big enough match. Yeah, it probably has to. But uh, for what it was, this match was fine. Yeah. Uh, Ball Dempsey versus Baron Corbin. Hmm. In a no DQ match that lasted four minutes. Apparently, Baron Corbin got the win, but in my view, looking at the match, nobody won. Because it didn't make either of them look good. Well, I don't think this match needed to go long. For what it was, it was fine. It could have been. It could have been better. Um, I, I did notice. Pretty much throughout the entire match, they kept going inside the ring and outside the ring. 
and repeats over and over again, which kind of got tiring right right before they kept the action in the ring. Mm. Um, for what it was, it was fine. Um, the ending, uh, it looked like Corbin almost couldn't hold uh, Bull Dempsey long enough, so he just went for his finish. So it, it looked like he had a bit of a struggle. But uh, thankfully, thanks to the quick editing camera angles, it, it didn't look as such. Uh, so next, the tag titles, Lucha Dragons trying to regain them from uh, Murphy and Blake. And for what it was, you know, it was a pretty good tag match. Obviously, the one spot that people will probably bring up quite a bit was the 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 botch which could have easily happened to anybody with uh, Callisto. I think he just did, he didn't uh, bounce up on the ropes right in order to do the aerial spot. Uh, there was also uh, also another botch from uh, Sankara, which I know a lot of people were joking. Oh no! I know a lot of people were joking that the original Sankara came back, which was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, basically. Uh, Kara tried to go for a uh, head scissors, but uh, somehow he couldn't really connect the legs to his head, so he just fell bad. Uh, but the match itself, <clears throat> the match was fine. It was like nothing great, you know, spectacular, but it was fine for what it was. Uh, I think for people that have like, Probably could have had a seizure watching uh, the champs coming out because there were a lot of flashes. Holy shit. There was a lot of wub wub as well. Yeah, the dub music. So much wub wub. The dub music is fucking terrible. They, they seriously got to change their entrance <laughs> music. But if you if you kept watching their the Videotrons, you probably would have had a seizure. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we get to a serious time. Pack versus Prince Devitt. The reason I say that is because it was a quality of a Pack Prince Devitt match, even though it was Adrian Neville and Finn Balor. <laughs> this was a great match. Definitely a great match. Yeah. Uh, personally, and I said this on my on my Twitter, uh, I would have preferred if uh, if uh, Devitt uh, Devitt. Balor, see now you're making me doing it now. <laughs> if uh, if Balor had changed his uh, body paint, because I was hoping he was going to do that, but I guess the problem there is t-shirts. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> but although looking, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame it had to be the sort of predator sort of appearance, and it it would be nice to mix it up. But you never know whether that will happen the next time with uh, Takeover. Hopefully, um, looking up close because I know uh, uh, Balor posted on uh, Twitter. Uh, there were some different designs on the uh, body paint. I know he there was like a, I don't know if it was a dragon or a phoenix on his back uh, that was painted, and there was something else painted on his chest. There was something different from the previous one. But uh, great entrance as always. Great back and forth between both guys. Um, and uh, yeah, Balor's the number one contender, which I'm really happy. And now, uh, even be more happy as we continue with this uh, recap. 
the, the thing for me, though, literally after that result, it was like, I don't know who I want to win in the main event now. Because I don't mind seeing either Belor versus Owens or Belor versus Zane. I was like, either way, we win. <laughs> so then, and I'm sort of surprised that they gave a second to last status. Pleasantly surprised, I guess. Uh, Charlotte defending the belt against Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. And although it was good, my only problem is why did the match finish as if it was a one-on-one match between the two that had previously been in the feud? That was my issue there. It was just... It must have been a four-way because there was a rivalry between the four of them. So when it just becomes the same two from when they had the last show two months back, or was it a month ago? No, two months back. Yeah, back back. in uh, November. No, it was December, excuse me. Yeah, but two months back. Just having them be involved in the finish, I'd have preferred something a bit different, but I'm pleased to see... Sasha getting the, to be honest, they should have given her it two months ago. <laughs> uh, this match was better than what I expected. Uh, because yeah. the reason I say that it's because it's it's a four way, so I thought there was going to be a schmaz during the entire match. So I wasn't expecting to be a, a better match than it it did became. Um. I honestly thought that Bailey might have had the match won because there were some very instances that I thought to myself, okay, she has the match won. And I thought she was going to win, but uh, that didn't happen. Uh, Sasha wins, wins the match, which I don't have an issue. I think it's great um, to have her. Oh, as I'm checking the spoilers here. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Hang on. I'll check it. You Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't have an issue with uh, Sasha winning the match. I, I'm very happy for her, and I'm glad she won the match. Uh, the whole match was actually, like I said, it was better than I expected. I thought with um, Sasha doing the double knees on both Charlotte and Becky, I thought that looked great. Uh, surprising to see Charlotte doing a plancha, which I wasn't expecting her to do, uh, over the top rope. Uh, Bailey looked great in the match. Got a great reaction during the match, and like I said, I honestly thought that she she would have won the match because there were several times that was about to recur. But um, should be interesting now that Sasha has the belt. Uh, there's some rumblings that Charlotte is already going to be heading to the main roster, which uh, I thought was going to occur at, after WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. Now that she'll eventually be gone in NXT, that leaves a, a void on the uh, NXT brand. Obviously, there's Alexa Bliss, and of course, there's that uh, that other chick, I Carmella. And I guess in a way, this other chick that kind of debuted that night, which she'll have some kind of role with Tyler Breeze. Um, hopefully, they'll bring up a f- maybe one or two more. Uh, wrestlers on the their women's division and hopefully have a decent division because it was kind of getting tiring with all four of them. 
And I thought we needed something new uh, to freshen things up. So hopefully that will occur in the upcoming weeks. And then that little thing called Part 72 of the view between Generico and Steam. And I honestly was going, wow. <laughs> Mainly because I didn't think they pulled the trigger so early. Guess what? They did. <laughs> I don't know why, but they did. And for some reason, I'm happy about it. Oh, no. <laughs> this match was... It was good. Uh, it wasn't as uh, great as some of their previous matches. But the way the match ended... And I will say this. I honestly was not expecting Owen to get the title this quickly. Um, the way the match ended was very, very interesting. Uh, because I wasn't really expecting that way to end like it did. Uh, I don't have an issue with the way it ended. I thought it was great because it, it told the story that because early in the match when uh, Zayn went for a dive, uh, he smashed his head on the steel on the steel railing. Which I thought to myself, hmm. Okay, now that that happened, I think they're going to build up to that. And it did. Basically, Owen started being the crap out of uh, Zane. And then all of a sudden, he started powerbombing the crap out of him. And he couldn't get up. So they had to call off the match. And I guess because of that, he got the title. Um, and I completely forgot about this, and I didn't realize until maybe an hour after the show ended. Holy crap, we're gonna get Finn Balor against Kevin Owens. I'm trying to, I'm trying to know if this has happened before. I honestly don't think it's happened before. First time ever. Yes. Whew. My mind is blown. We're getting this match at some point. Or maybe it's happening already during the tapings. Who knows? Uh, um, well, it seems to be... I don't know how many tapings they're doing tonight. Maybe two or four. No, excuse me, three or four. I know there, are, I know there already has a recording on taping three. Hmm. So... I, well, I know they've got tapings next Wednesday, so... Oh, okay. That's interesting. But it seems to be hinting towards it will happen somewhere down the line. Now... Although it looks like Steen is busy... Sorry, Steen. Owens is busy... <laughs> well, let's just say his experience at PWG is starting to come into effect. We'll, we'll talk about that, Sandra, off okay. the air. But... Uh, but you know what? Um, I'm happy for Owens to win the NXT title. Uh, as I said, I wasn't expecting it to happen, but I don't have an issue with it. And I know everybody, everybody went nuts over on Twitter and uh, 
of course, is uh, his uh, former stablemate, so Mount Rushmore, of course, congratulated him. And, of course, uh, Matt Jackson, and I don't blame him, uh, made a tweet towards Jim Cornette with the Bucks and uh, Owens as champions. Basically, uh, pretty much it. Look at us now. Spoilers. Spoilers. We haven't got to the New Japan results oh. yet. Everybody knows <laughs> already. But it's, it's great. It's a great moment. And uh, overall, I thought the show was good. It wasn't as great as the Our Evolution show. Uh, I would say watch the last 90 minutes of the two-hour show. Watch everything from the tag titles on. No, I would say skip that as well. Okay. But uh, so yeah, that's that's roughly about nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. But uh, I will say, uh, I think whenever uh, Baron Corbin uh, makes it to the main roster, I think he is going to be one of the the future top guys. I, I yeah. really do believe that, <clears throat> and I think he will. Um, I think uh, the the fa- the fans will connect to him because of his character. Um, I don't know if they'll continue with the uh, you know beating the crap out of everybody really quickly kind of thing, but uh, I think he'll do. I think he'll do pretty good in the main roster. Now, because we forgot to mention it, what's Ethan Page got to do with the deal? Oh yes. <laughs> uh, so basically. Uh, I guess Ethan uh, tweeted uh, after the women's match. Uh, some people got offended towards uh, Ethan Page because apparently <laughs> he was uh, not. He wasn't too fond on the women's match, basically. And a lot of people got offended. And uh, basically, he had to say, uh, listen, people. This is my character, and I'm just fucking with you guys. So don't take it so seriously. This is this this is the this is the Ethan Page that was in the feud with Silesia. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this, is, this is all yeah. this stuff, not the yeah. real guy. Yeah, he was just basically saying that this match was terrible. That's not believable. You know, stuff like that, and people got you know all up in arms. <laughs> What? It's just disappointing. People are angry at Jesus. Come I know, on. right? It's like, come on, people, line up. Right. So uh, we'll take our first break here. Uh, we've got results and sort of, I guess, mini review of sorts with uh, FWA um, New Japan on point, uh, Dreamwave all happening uh, this past week. So all that will be coming up in the second part of this week's. Whole indie show. Thank you. 
If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial, all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order, and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network. Brother. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to uh, donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down. There is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us, but your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network. It's been a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. www.snsradionetwork.com, providing you with free podcasts since 2010. fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore jj a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network
Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. My wife here. Now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or A. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dream Sphere, available at mindwipestudios.info. part of this week's whole indie show with Sandra and Ashley and uh, I guess now we'll get into uh, indie results from the uh, past week and we'll start off with uh, New Japan's New Beginning in Osaka show which was uh, I'm trying to think late Tuesday early Wednesday morning if people caught it live yeah and some interesting stuff I will say went down on this one. Uh, first up, uh, Shotanaka beat Yohei Kamatsu with a Boston Crab. Is that Tanaka's first win? Or am I getting him confused with the other uh, Greenhorns and all that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Show got the win with Boston Crab anyway. Uh, Tiger Mask 4 and Mascara Dorada. Was successful over Manabu Nakanishi and Captain New Japan with Dorada pinning Captain New Japan. Then the NWA won uh, with Rob Conway and Chase Owens getting the win over Jushin Mandaliga and Hiroyashi Tenzan. With Owens getting the win with a package pile driver on Liger. That's Chase, by the way, not Kevin. <clears throat> I think that's ironic, though. Surname is Owens, and they both do package pile drivers. Well, I guess not, but unofficially, yes. Uh, and, of course, the reason why they did that is because uh, Liger and Owens go one-on-one uh, this weekend. So, basically, they're saying, oh, it's a, gu- it's a done deal. And you know what happens with that? Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, Kota Ibushi beat Tonoraki Homma with a Phoenix Splash. I'm pleased to see they gave that 12 minutes. Good to see it got, actually got a little bit of time. Uh, and then, interest. Uh, as we have new IWGP Junior Tag Champs. As the Young Bucks hit more bang for your buck on uh, Kushida. And, yeah, the Young Bucks are the 40th uh, IWGP Junior Tag Champs. 
and Red Dragon did want a rematch for having not been uh, pinned. Because <clears throat> obviously it was uh, Kushida a time as that was. <laughs> Your reaction to that, Sandra? Uh, I was kind of surprised, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, uh, there's not that much of a uh, tag division now within the junior division, for that matter. Since it's just uh, those three teams at the moment, uh, obviously because uh, Forever Hooligans are no more because of uh, Alex Kozlov uh, taking a hiatus uh, from wrestling. So there's not that much of uh, other tags, tag teams out there for the junior division. So I guess at the moment, this is what you can do. Uh, with the Bucks, I mean, it's fine. They'll have an issue with them lose, uh, gaining the, regaining the belts once more. But, I mean, we'll see what's going to happen next if they're uh, if they'll continue. I doubt it will be title for title now at uh, the anniversary show. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be because what we just saw a couple of minutes ago. But we'll mention that after uh, this results. Yeah. Uh, then the junior heavyweight championship was on the line, and Kenny Omega successfully retained it against Raisuke Taguchi with the warm-winged angel. Um, did you see this match? I have not yet, no. Okay, because I saw a gif of what happened during this match. And, um, yeah, there was one moment where Kenny got the Bullet Club flag. And he pretty much shoved it on Taguchi's ass. Mm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so that happened. Now I'm trying to work out whether that means he likes them or not. <laughs> and then there was one moment where well, I don't know if it was before or after that happened. Might have been before. But uh, Taguchi got the flag and was kind of uh, shaking the the flag like a, a Mandador style, basically. So Kenny runs towards Taguchi, and then Taguchi drops the flag, and Kenny just goes right through the ropes. Through the flag, nonetheless. Very weird stuff. Uh, next up, uh, Shock Horror, a Toriyano match that went longer than 10 minutes. As uh, he, along with his partners, Kazuchika Ricardo and Kazushi Sakuraba, Beat uh, Bullet Club of Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Tamatonga with Okada hitting the Rainmaker on Tamatonga. I'm still amazed the Toriyano match went longer than 10 minutes. Well, and again, that means more DVD shilling. So. Well, it's not a really. Well, at the same time, it has been. Whether it's just a one on one or a tag or a trios match, it does go a bit short. But, you know, when you have the, the former world champion there. <clears throat> Can't really expect it to be a short match, so. True. And at the same time, he got the pin over Folly, so kind of getting a bit of retribution over Folly. No, he pinned Tonga. Oh, that might be this weekend. Well, we'll see. Um, then also in six-man tag action, uh, Satoshi Kojima, Tetsuya Naito, Nuji Nagata beat Shinsuke Nakamura. Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi with Naito hitting the Stardust press on Yoshihashi for the win. 
Yeah, and the, the chaos is in chaos for that one. Yes, and apparently the fans were not having it because uh, Naito was getting booed. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, apparently uh, people don't. Roman Reigns, eat your heart out. <laughs> Apparently, uh, people in Osaka are not really fans of Naito. Which, to be fair, that's been going on for a while now. So, I guess that really should be a surprise. So, next up, Mayu Tag versus Bullet Club. And, still don't get it. Um, New champions. In their rematch, Anderson and Gallows get the belts back. After the uh, magic killer on Shibata. That's a swerve. Yeah. I was not <laughs> expecting this to happen. Um, honestly, I would have preferred if uh, the champions had retained. And not Bullet Club re- regaining the belts. But for whatever reason, it happened. So, you know. There it is. <laughs> And then, uh, in the main event, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the belt against AJ Styles. After 26 minutes, Styles Clash hit correctly. Although, when isn't it? Uh, Meant we have a new IWGP heavyweight champion in AJ Styles. Which I guess, if you look at it, was sort of signposted by the fact that Tanahashi had beaten him every time before. Again, um, well, you know what? I think my only kind of problem with it, it kind of happened already. Already another title change. But the same thing happening with the tag belts. But... um, it's fine that AJ has the title once again, and now uh, Bullet Club are very close to having all the titles once more. Uh, there is one moment I should bring up. Uh, I didn't see the match, but I did saw a gif during the match where uh, Tanahashi was bleeding, and this happened after uh, he hit a high fly flow on every member of Bullet Club, and uh, basically it happened when he landed... Uh, his his forehead clashed with uh, Matt Jackson's face, and that's why he was starting to bleed. Yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. But I guess we could talk about what just occurred a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Ring of Honor released a video which is basically the entire Bullet Club already celebrating with having every title. And uh, we had some more matches announced for the pay-per-view that's coming up next month. Uh, the tag champs are coming back, Gallows and Anderson. They are going to be in a three-way match against the Addiction, uh, Kazarian and Daniels, and the Kingdom of uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Sounds like it could be an interesting pay-per-view. That, that card is looking more and more, more and more better than Final Battle by the minute. Yes, it is. <clears throat> I wonder if this is a somewhat of a reaction because of uh, Sinclair not providing them more money. Oh, I'm talking about Ring of Honor. 
because of the the buy rates of the uh, final battle show. Wonder this is a reaction because of this. Yeah, they've realised with the budget they have got, they need to really impress to actually legitimate legitimise getting the people in. Because I did notice as well, quickly going to uh, RH's site uh, during the break that Delirious and Adam Cole are doing a seminar this weekend as well. A one-day training seminar thing mm-hmm. that people can go to. So clearly, in storyline, Adam Cole is sort of tweening, but clearly he's giving back the best way he knows how. By telling people how to be Adam Cole, baby. Probably. So, I think we'll move next to Smash Wrestling and the Battleline show. Uh, so, the card, I guess, here, we had uh, Brent Banks beating Pepper and Benjamin Boone, I guess. in uh, Was that a triple threat, I think? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, the artist, now known as Tarek and formerly known as Alex Vega, beat Scotty O'Shea. Uh, Courtney Rush was victorious over Cherry Bomb Vanessa Craven in the uh, triple threat there. Uh, Then uh, the Overdogs beat Takagi Watanabe and Psycho Mike. Then next up we had the 100 Chop Challenge. So I guess the question is, what what is the 100 Chop Challenge? Uh, I don't know about this one, but in the the recent uh, Smash TV that just came out this week, uh, one of their, I guess, students uh, receive uh, 50 chops from fans and uh, some of the wrestlers. And, whew, I felt bad for this guy. It says here Trevor made it to 50 chops, so I don't know if that's what we saw. I think that might have been it. But, yeah, this guy got chopped. His fucking chest was fucking beat red. <laughs> Uh, so uh, then after that uh, the Super Smash Brothers beat Checkmate Uh, Drew Gulak was victorious over Tyson Dukes and Josh Alexander beats the the not so great Sonata I guess (laughs) whatever we call him now Uh, James Key who is he I'm guessing he's Kamish at Smash is he yeah I think so uh, he gave Alex Shelley the ultimatum of either showing up at any given Sunday free or be stripped of a Smash Wrestling title. Which is... I'm trying to think. Isn't, isn't that sort of in the next few weeks? Yep. And is New Japan having shows in the next few weeks? <laughs> mm, I think so, but I'm not sure if uh, Shelley is scheduled. For that tour. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Looks as if Courtney Rush and Vanessa Craven will be settling the score between them in a chairs match. And then uh, apparently Gulak and Tarek both assaulted uh, Tyson Dukes and Josh Alexander after their respective matches. Uh, and then the overdogs came to Alexander's aid, and <clears throat> uh, Alexander walked out on Greed and Suave. 
or suave, I guess. Uh, Green Suave, who proposed to have the original and new Overdogs align as a trio. Hmm. So, I guess the battle lines have been drawn. You see what they did there? You see what they did? Any given Sunday is, I think, is it mid-March? Yeah, it's in a couple of weeks in March. Okay. So next up, uh, this is the press release for On Point Wrestling from their second anniversary event and uh, also hyping up the next show. So apparently it was sold out in standing room only in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh, Then uh, before the event began, this is a nice thing to know, OPW officials in the locker room are ringside for a special presentation For uh, a young nine-year-old boy that was named Super, nicknamed Super Adam. Apparently, he was a on-point wrestling fan who passed away uh, over Dece- over the month of December. His family were in attendance, and they presented the family with a plaque and a chair in memory of him, and also gave Adam a ten-bell salute. That's a very nice touch from On Point. I I love that. Uh, they then dished out the year-end awards uh, with MVP of a year going to bad boy Joey Janela. Wrestler of a year went to Drew Blood. And match of a year went to the match between Joe Gacy and Sam Shields from No Remorse, which I think, wasn't that the last show? Yeah, I believe it was. So, as part of the anniversary card, we then we opened with Ben the Beast Ortiz beating Andrew Wolfe who then uh, afterwards Beast attacked Wolf again afterwards and challenged anyone, and out came the returning Monster Mac. And then Ben Ortiz beat him with a roll-up. I guess a bit of a surprise there. Uh, Then in his OPW debut, Kai Katana beat Latin Dragon. Uh... Next up, Bad Apple, Matt McIntosh beat Granakuma via submission. So the they're both on one win apiece. Uh, Matt Tremont, victorious over Kyle the Beast in the boxes and pits death match with a power bomb into a thumbtack pit. That sounds nice. <laughs> then afterwards, Tremont was attacked by a man named Jeff Cannonball who would then challenge Tremont to a match anytime, anywhere, and would write his legacy in Tremont's blood. Bit worrying, though. The firm Xavier Cross, accompanied by Loudy, beat Drew Blood. Bad Boy Joey Ginella, successful over Chainsaw Joe Gacy, with a top rope double stomp in what apparently the press release is saying is a contender for match of the year. Despite the fact it's their first show, that seems ridiculously crazy. Uh, Mark Angel, victorious over Mike Hits. And in the main event, in the tournament, Oz Tyler, accompanied by the firm, beat the machine Sam Shields with a chair shot after the referee got ref bumped. Uh, It's also noted here that the referee didn't see that Sam Shields' foot was under the ropes and that this was Shields' first loss since May 2013. 
So his first loss in nearly, well, roughly 21 months. So, yeah, big stuff happened. Afterwards, the firm beat down Sam Shields until Drew Blood attempted to make a save, but then the firm was too much for them. Then the lights went out, and when they came back on, Devon Moore was in the ring to make the save, which led to the reunion of Notorious Inc. as uh, Drew Blood and Devon Moore challenged the firm to a tag team match for their next show on April the 13th for a different kind of pain. Uh, apparently for that show, Oz Tyler will be getting his uh, championship coronation ceremony. And also set to appear Joe Gacy, Ben Ortiz, Joey Janela, Granakuma, Carl the Beast, and making his return a Massis. So that's all set for April 18th. Which makes me wonder then if Amasis and Ophidian are coming over to the UK for Shikara. Possibly, possibly not. We'll see. Because I believe they have just announced that uh, Syrian Portal will be cashing in their three points against Devastation Corporation at the shows in a few weeks. I don't know what the name is because I can't remember it. <clears throat> All I know is it's the ones before they come to the UK. Which I have to get hyped for because I'm going. Uh, so, next uh, results to cover will be uh, Dreamwave Wrestling in their season premiere <clears throat> in Seoul, Illinois. Uh, the pre-show had Moondog Bernard beat JJ Garrett. Uh, the show itself kicked off uh, with Booker T, who welcomed everybody and left with a spinner Rooney. I'm not sure what's going on there. Apparently, uh, Booker T did shake the hands of Colt Cabana at some point backstage with this. Because I, I did hear him mention it on his podcast as if to sort of hint that he didn't want uh, Young Buck-style heat. Because <laughs> obviously with the Booker connection. Uh, but... I guess it. I, I guess they did sort of get the heat as uh, Team ACDC beat him and Dick Justice. I still love the fact that they are teaming together, though, in various places. I'm guessing it must have been of Officer Colt, mustn't it, Sandra? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Marche Roquette, victorious over Roderick Strong. GW Beck beat uh, Mark Harton Blower. Or sorry, Mark Hart and Bauer. Uh, then Angelus Lane, victorious over Leia Von Dutch. That probably is going to be a good match. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, and then with the alternative title, Eric Cannon putting it on the line. Uh, he lost it. It didn't go to Trevor Lee. It didn't go to Chris Castro. Uh, your new alternative champion is Shenron. Not to say that uh, Chikara missed out with the Young Lions Cup. They missed out. <laughs> well, I mean, he did win the Rey de yeah, Voladores. Yeah, the, Ch so. the Chilean title. Yeah, but um, he won the Rey de Voladores as well. So. True. But I think it was bound to happen that uh, there was no way that Corbin could like wrestle twice in Dreamwave. 
uh, Helter Skelter, victorious over the Beck family. And then Zero Gravity, beating Seduce and Destroy. Uh, both those matches were part of the number one contenders tag team tournament, tourney, or so, whatever. All I know is it will be Helter Skelter and Zero Gravity going one-on-one at the next show on uh, March the 7th, after February the 7th, so literally a month to the day. Uh, then Moose beat Tommaso Ciampa by DQ. <sighs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cage beat Uriah Davari after the match was restarted. Apparently Davari had won the title, but then Vic Capri appeared and uh, Carly managed to convince the original ref uh, to restart the match. The shenanigans afoot there, possibly. And the main event saw Christian Rose beat Brubaker in the Fans Bring the Weapon match. And it was then announced that the the March 7th show will be featuring uh, AR Fox, Stevie Richards, and Scott Hall. I'm sort of getting worried now about Dreamwave with all these, like, Hall of Famers being sort of host for the night getting a little too similar to is it PWS uh, I can see where you're going with it but they, they don't they don't oversaturate it it's just you know when Dreamwave Wrestling brings Invader then people will go oh no <laughs> or New Jack I still I still remember that show yeah let the New Jack be in charge he's a perfect role model was that a- <laughs> Uh, uh, next up, <laughs> next up, movie swiftly on National Pro Wrestling Day uh, from this past Sunday. Uh, got very crazy towards the end. So uh, we'll run for it. Uh, Juan Francisco de Coronado beat Fire Ant with a German suplex after a distraction from Missile Assault Ant. So apparently the ants are still feuding or something. Uh, the Assyrian Portal beat Prakash Sabar and the proletariat board Moldova of the Block Party after a massive hit of 450. Uh, Max Smashmaster then was victorious over Shenron with a tombstone um, pole driver. Oh, sorry. Uh, then the one that always matters, uh, smooth sailing Ashley Remington beat Drew Gulak. Mm-hmm. And of course, Gulak got the fruit basket. Uh, old-fashioned, Marion Fontaine and Gervais Cottonbelly, victorious over Los Ice Creams with a double pin. Then the match between Mark Angela Setti and Blaster McMassive was declared a no contest after a brawl occurred, basically um, after the partners came out and they all started fighting together. So then Dasher issues a challenge for a new match for later in the night for the main event. Which, you know, people were thinking, okay, so tag match, perhaps a trios match or something. We'll get to that. Uh, Kimberly then beat Jenny Rose with an alligator clutch. Princess Kimberly victorious. That's that's important. Uh, NRG beat Flying Francis after Grace Jackson hit a 
very nice looking swinging backbreaker apparently on uh, Francis number two. Apparently, Race Jackson has got a. Uh, I don't know. Was it like a podcast thing? I think. This fan to fan is it? Is it? Is it on PW Pondering? Oh yeah, yeah, it's one of their podcasts. Apparently, it's supposed to be uh, a pretty entertaining one. And then, now I'm confused as because the the note seemed to hint this was a ten on ten, but the official description on Chikara's website says this is eleven on eleven. <laughs> Well, whatever it is, the good guys won. Yeah. Uh, Dash Hatfield, touchdown, Fontaine, Cottonbelly, Kimberley, Workaround, Amasis, Argus, Ophidian, and Shane Storm beat Devastation Corporation, Missile Assault Ant, JFC, The Boar, Oleg, Mr. Azerbaijan, Ice Cream Junior, and Shane Hawk when Argus jumped off a super anthill. What the shame? So, yeah, 22, man, <laughs> I don't want to say that's overkill, but then again, I guess you wouldn't get a super anthill if that wasn't the case. Well, it's, I mean, it's Shikara wackiness, so they'll, they'll have a problem with that. Um, um. I don't even know if things like if the show is even worth watching. I think with the exception of the Remington Gulak match. I mean, if you're two dollars, if you, <laughs> I mean, just if you're just a regular follower of Chikara, you'll probably buy the whole show. But I'm not sure if I even want to buy it to be honest. Yeah, but. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, there, there wasn't uh, seemed to be like any like storyline uh, progression during the show. The only storyline progression was obviously the win for Assyrian Portal gave him the three points. Yeah. Or, That's it. Other than that, this was just a regular... Just a regular Chikara show, basically, but no storyline that was around the whole thing. With the exception of the three points with Tag Division. But it seemed like the, the main event was fun and you know they managed to get a lot of people in the building despite only getting like three or four hundred people or so so uh so finally after we no limits i'm leaving this to alaska's i'll give my thoughts on <clears throat> well most of it uh i did miss the first few matches so i missed uh robbie e beating orange cassidy uh. And then most depressingly, uh, Juicy Product beating Bandido Jr. and Trent. Oh, you missed that one. I missed it. I didn't know that I'd missed it. Yeah, I heard a lot of people were were raving that match. God damn it. So I came in at the the third match because Robbie E then came on commentary and I was like, hey, why why is he here? Hopefully he isn't here for the whole show again. <laughs> uh so it was a triple threat with Jorge Santi, uh MK Law and Wes Draven, but then AJ Pan 
because he's a heel ring announcer, but he isn't, but he is, but he isn't, but he is, but he isn't, but he is. Uh, added a fourth guy. And of course, it was Sidney Poitier, aka Mr. Tibbs. Seriously, why don't we just call him Sidney Poitier? <laughs> Be more interesting. Because uh, then people will go, that is not Sidney Poitier. Tibbs. <laughs> this is Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> They keep calling him Mr. <laughs> Tibbs, so I keep thinking he's Sidney Poitier. Oh, my goodness. There's Rod Steiger when you need him. Oh, wait, he passed away. R.I.P. Rod Steiger. You were awesome in that film. Oh, Mr. Tibbs, that's that's fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Santi got the win. In what was okay. actually not too bad a match, uh, Draven didn't botch this time, like at the refueled show <laughs> the last time. Uh, was it night one, the free preview they did? Oh, that's good to hear that uh, Santi got the win. Uh, next up, the weird one. Taylor Hendricks versus Katarina Lee. Uh, weird because Katarina entered with the winter music. <laughs> and two, Katarina looks like she might have had a boob job. Okay. Which may explain why she hasn't wrestled in two years. Uh, that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that she came back and then, you know, getting the win as well. Mm. When, you see, it just seemed odd because both of them were doing heelish things. Oh, uh, okay. You know, not nothing like blatant, but they were both using sort of heelish tactics. I don't know whether the I don't think the crowd cared because it's like redhead versus redhead in a casino. It's like you know this is good money. <laughs> so it was a good match regardless. But I just I question whether somebody who has been wrestling on and off for the past two years against somebody who hasn't had a match that I'm aware of in two years person who has wrestled very little beat the one who's wrestled more than a little. I don't know. It was a good match regardless, as I say. Uh, next up, Johnny Gagano versus... <laughs> Johnny Gagano versus Kurt Hawkins. Uh, and then the graphics guy was fired because it's Brian Myers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether the the one commentator is supposed to look like Kevin Steen, but he does. Oh, that's um, yeah. I think that's the owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't spike your hair up so much. You look like Kevin Owens. <laughs> I get confused. I must say though, they you know they did a good job on the commentary. And, you know, they called out the they called out the screw up from the graphic guy. Yeah, I applaud. Oh, okay, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Gagano and Myers had a very good match. Uh, Gagano got the win, I think, with the Gagano escape. Uh, but yeah, good match between the two. Then we had uh, Jigsaw and Tony Nice versus the Colony. Mm. This was a very good tag match. This was a, a really nice tag match, and you know, they really did a good job. All four guys. Uh, Nice and Jigsaw getting the win. I can't remember the finish off the top of my head. 
because I didn't want to make any notes. I was just sitting back and watching it, enjoying it for what it was. Uh, but yeah, good match though. So then next, the Joey Ryan's Rules match with Ryan versus Dreamer. Apparently, the rule was uh, no Singapore Kings. How was it? Because uh, lollipops were put in various different orifices and then stuck in mouths. Uh, Ryan did it first, I guess, because apparently they covered it on TMZ. That must have been a quiet day for TMZ. I guess TMZ didn't really give a shit about it, though, this week. What with all the Grammy stuff and everything else going on. I don't think FWE made it on TMZ this time. But certainly Joey Ryan stuck uh, a lolly all over his chest and down the front of his pants. And then put it in Dreamer's mouth. And then Dreamer got another lollipop. And uh, did his armpits. Uh did I guess his dick region and then his ass region? <laughs> I know stuff happened. Oh man. Um, I I I'm trying to think. There was a spot involving one of the bins, I think, which didn't work because obviously it was just a generic bin. It wasn't like a proper <laughs> bin, so that completely went wrong. Um, leg a box of Legos was brought out. So why am I saying Legos? It's called Lego. Note to Americans. They're called Lego blocks. They're not Legos. Legos just sounds like a brand for some sort of company that wants to make leg warmers. Well, that's where we uh, identified it with, so. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... <laughs> you don't... A, a single block of Lego isn't called Lego. It's a Lego block. So it's Lego blocks, not Legos. I don't know. It's American culture being weird. That's what it is. All I know is Legos were involved. I think it was a suplex. Uh, uh, Yeah. Ryan was teasing it, but then it went to the outside. Then he went, he, he, you know, tried to go for a pile driver, but. Uh, Dreamer lifted him up and piled him onto the Legos which were in the ring. And then towards the midway and close to the end, Candice came out, I guess to cause a distraction or whatever. And uh, then Candice, you, with the assistance of, I guess, the referee not looking, and a Singapore cane... <laughs> Joey Ryan wins. But I'm pretty sure the referee saw the cane in use. Which leaves me wondering, hang on, what about these rules? I'm confused. Uh, This led straight into uh, a beatdown from Candice and Joey, which led to Vader coming out, and we pretty much went straight into the women's title match, which was brilliant because then the referee was like quickly going with his feet. Oh shit. I need to sweep up the Legos. <laughs> that was a bit awkward. Um, 
Ryan and Dreamer re- remain during this bit because uh, there was one bit when Candice was getting in Dreamer's face and Dreamer gave Candice a giant kiss. Beulah might be a bit pissed. Just saying. Uh, but uh, Larray got the win with... I don't know, it's like some DDT. It's like, no. Just let her do the reverse Rana. More entertaining. And also, I love the fact that Candice is supposed to be heel. Crowd still cheers for her. Well, she was still uh, acting as heel, though. Wasn't she? Yeah, but the crowd don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, because everybody loves Candice. Yes. <laughs> FWE needs to realize that. It's like, okay. <laughs> now, if it was the other way around, then I, I would have said something like, okay. Now that doesn't make sense. I think after this, uh, Robbie left or something, I think. He, he left at some point and then Katarina came out. That was like, yes! Somebody knows how to commentate. <laughs> uh, so next up we had uh, The Addiction versus The Adrenaline Express. Uh, which was a very good match. Although there was one problem. The Adrenaline Express came out first and basically did an addiction entrance. VSK even had sort of the swagger that Daniels would have when he came out. And I was like, it's not the best thing to do when you're facing them, guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the addiction got the win. I think it was with uh, BME. Certainly there was quite a few good spots and it was a great tag match. Then afterwards, uh, EJ Risk got the mic and said, I'm hurt too bad, effective immediately, I'm retiring. Which sort of felt like, wait, what? Where did this come from? And has... (laughs) Has uh, 2CW been informed of this? Don't. Um, but, yeah, so it looks as, yeah, EJ Risk is retired. And uh, they both leave together. Then Q, a, a really good match, which apparently has implications now. Uh, the ICW heavyweight title between Drew Galloway and Matt Hardy. This was a brilliant match. The brilliant thing is Drew Galloway got cheered aplenty. And then randomly, after the brawl went outside, because obviously because it's ICW, it's basically there are no count outs and no DQs. Apparently, apparently that's the rules of the title. Galloway got the mic and started singing Sinatra's New York, New York. And then he went balls to you. <laughs> As if to get heel heat, but the crowd didn't give a crap. Because it's Drew Galloway. And they did get a bit weirdly shitty at the end because Hardy hit the twist of fate and got the free count. Except Galloway had his foot on the ropes, but the referee counted three. The bell rang, 
And then the referee was like, nope, <laughs> this hasn't finished. Um, cue uh, the referee, I guess, getting distracted with the ring announcer. Uh, Drew Galloway kicks Matt Hardy so hard, I think his testicles might have hit his eyebrows. And then hit the... Um, oh, what was his finisher called again? Uh, Hardy or Galloway? Uh, Galloway. Oh, the Future Shock. Yeah, the Future Shock DDT for the free count and the official victory. Okay, so let me ask you this because we talked about it last week. Was there any uh, reaction when they mentioned uh, ICW? They There was quite a lot of reaction on commentary. And the crowd seemed to... Be, they didn't do ICW chants, but they they seemed to be heavily into Galloway enough that they you know, they were just loving it anyway. Said it. I would say. Okay, I said it last week. <laughs> and of course, the notable thing afterwards is Galloway declared because of the fact that it was a match that happened in America. And obviously, I think he wrestled in England as part of the uh, the, t- the, t- the UK tour that they did, which I think they're having a match. I think they're having a show in Birmingham this weekend, actually. I think. Uh, but anyway, yeah, because of that, it's no longer the ICW heavyweight title. It is now the ICW world heavyweight title. Which I thought it was anyway, but, you know, <clears throat> regardless, Galloway retained. But Matt, they've left it, I guess, so that Hardy could get a rematch somewhere down the line. Someplace. Then cue Adrenaline Express again, who come out. And VSK declares that he's going to be in the... Um, I can't remember what they call it. The Rumble match. Okay. <laughs> that they have in March. If you remember a couple of years back, that's where Stone Cold E.T. showed up and everyone went, no. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> Apparently as well, because I remember it now, uh, that match with uh, Santi winning means he's guaranteed to be in the top half of the draw or something. Okay. In the, they they kept saying the final 10. So if he gets eliminated before there's 10 people left in the ring, that's going to get complicated. It's kind of weak. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what they were saying. But Then the FW Triborough title. Matt Seidel comes out. And then Paul London. <laughs> oh, I know what he did. <laughs> Uh, Paul London's entrance took eight minutes. Because he was giving fives to everybody in the crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. He even went to the very far corner where the sound guy is on the balcony doing all the music for everybody and high-fived him. And then came back and kept high-fiving all the fans. Yeah. It was literally one bit when he was going through the crowd and there was just a woman just sitting there looking bored. And then just as the camera went off, she turned as if to go, oh, crap, the wrestler's right by me. 
Uh. And the best thing is, during this time, Sidow was basically walking handstands in the ring and then doing pull-ups from the top of the ring, uh, the top of, like, the arena entrance thing, where they've got, like, a metal frame. He was doing pull-ups on there. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he wasn't uh, meditating. He was doing lots of stuff. <laughs> it took so, it, half the stuff we never saw because it was just put, follow Paul London where he's going in the crowd. He was even doing selfies <laughs> with selfie sticks as well. It's like oh this, no, uh, somebody brought a selfie stick. The laziness of people, I swear. Amazingly. It wasn't, although he was there, and this is the first sighting that I saw of him, that I remember, uh, that's where CM Mark was. Yeah. CM Mark was there, that, unsurprising. Yeah, that's not surprised. Although he didn't seem to be as crazy as he was at the last show. Perhaps it's because it's at a casino. I don't know. But eventually, the match happens, and it's a great match between the two. Uh, a lot of interest, obviously, because it's the Shooting Star Press versus versus the Shooting Star Press. And they teased it, but I think it was Paul London that eventually hit it and got the win. Then Jerry Ryan came out. Oh, no, actually, uh, Paul London and Matt Seidel, uh gave props to each other. No, actually, no, I take it back. It was Jerry Ryan that came out. And was basically saying, you've been a great Triborough champion. You know, one of the greatest. And Paul London correctly goes, I think there's only been two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn it, Paul, you love... Uh, this is brilliant. Um, and during this time, basically, Candice runs up behind and gives Paul London a balls plex. And I think Sidow makes the save or whatever. But clearly they're angling towards, I think they said the next show. Either in the promo, I think it was afterwards, I think. Because uh, London gave props to Sidow and then said, you know, Joe Ryan, Candice, whatever the hell you're doing. Uh, is not out of order and... Uh, I'll 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 deal with you on the next show, and then there was like perhaps there needs to be a tag team, and they would oh I can't remember. I think it was something, there was something somebody said Jesus, uh, Jesus reborn. I guess because London looks like Jesus <laughs> or something. Oh, for a second there, I thought it was going to bring in Ethan Page. Uh, and I can't remember the other one they did. But whatever it is, it was too clever to be <laughs> anything that they come up with. It was it was Jesus reborn, and there was something. I don't know. Anyways, continue. Well, I don't need to because that's where it finishes. Yeah, I know. Um, my <clears throat> um, friend Peter went to the show like last minute, and he said uh, the show was pretty good. So, yeah, I don't know whether that's on demand or whatever. Probably is. Yeah, it should be. Knowing FWA. But uh, how how was the, the stream? Was there any issues with the stream? 
No. It seemed to be pretty solid. Okay. And running fine, which is good to see. Then again, I didn't see the first two matches. Uh, that's valid. What I did see, uh, it seemed to go pretty much fine. There wasn't any technical difficulties, That mainly because there wasn't any video packages, you know, promoting the next show. Mainly because I think the next show obviously isn't happening in Hollywood. They did mention that, that obviously the next show is going to be uh, in New York on the Wednesday. I'm trying to think, is that the is it the 11th? Yeah, it's going to be in Brooklyn at uh, the St. Patrick's Gym. Uh, so they were mentioning that a few times because I think that's uh, AJ versus uh, John Hennigan in a two out of three falls match mm-hmm. for the belt. So that's, yeah, that's 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 going to be going down. So, although I think I guess with AJ as champion, I guess that's already automatically not a New Japan show where he's involved in anything. Because I'm guessing they're going to be kicking into. I'm trying to think, would it be World Tag? Well, not World Tag League. Would it be Junior Tag League? No, they're having the uh, New Japan Cup. Oh, okay, which I guess he isn't involved in. Or if he is, they're gonna to have to do some rescheduling or something. But yeah, from what I saw, there wasn't really any technical problems apart from the uh, Kurt Hawkins spot. <laughs> but other than that, it was perfectly fine. <clears throat> so yeah, it's, that's that's everything that's happened this past week of note so when we come back not much to talk about i guess we could go a little in depth on some of the stuff just to not to pad it out but to pad it um so the final part of this week's holiday show is coming up after this break SNS Radio Network. Check out the podcast that deals with conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unknown. Check out Unplugged CT with Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, and Bronxzilla. You have questions? We have answers. 
Keep an open mind because the truth is out there. The truth shall set you free. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark DiCarlo as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Every pay-per-view Sunday, Sunday Night Showdown, your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage. Everybody, this is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get in the Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap. No, God, please, no, no. L Train. We also cover SmackDown, some news, and you might even get moments like this. Oh, my brother, testify! Wow. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that, that, was, that wasn't half bad. <laughs> what the f***? <laughs> to quote, see, since I'm imitating, since I'm imitating Devon tonight, I might as well run the gamut of black wrestlers and go with Booker T. Tell me I did not just hear that it's one of those things to edit (laughs) (laughs) to edit or not to edit that is the question (laughs) for the reaction you cannot edit this one oh (laughs) anthony's dead he's just done (laughs) oh we might as well just end the show right now (laughs) so Check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime. SNS get in the zone at gmail.com. Right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. 
Do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. This week's whole indie show with Ashley and Sandro, and yeah, it's a quiet week. Apparently, might it may partially be because Impact uh, is having tapings apparently this weekend for pay per views, which will only air of any note in the UK. Because I doubt many people will pay money to see <laughs> Impact Wrestling on pay per view. Especially if I'm trying to think what sporting events are happening on Sundays. I guess NASCAR started again. So they've got to go against NASCAR. Um, depending when these tapings are for, it could, I guess it could be. Is it the NBA finals coming soon? <clears throat> Next few months? Yeah, that's not until like the summer. I know college. Right. Fo- I know the college basketball has marked madness, so. I don't know whether. I don't know what the I don't know what the demographic is from Impact Wrestling to other sports, but yeah, I think you said that it's eight tapings over four days, isn't it, Sandra? Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. With by the looks of it, some indie guys being involved, so we might go through selected stuff from those shows. With that, uh, but uh, the major show of note happening this weekend. Uh, is New Japan, which depending when this goes up, depending uh, how quick we can get everything done. If we can try and get it up before Valentine's Day, it will, but otherwise this will be... This will have already happened, but it's happening this weekend. And if you don't catch it live, and I'm sure it'll be available. Well, it's on. It'll be on demand on New Japan World, won't it? Of course. So it's uh, the new beginning in Sendai at the Sun Sun Plaza Hall, sorry. Uh, Early Friday, well, late Friday, early Saturday morning for America, Saturday morning for the UK, Saturday evening for uh, the Japanese market. And yeah, it's, it's available live on New Japan World or it'll be available on demand and to be honest, from the follow-up to the previous card, anything could happen in this one. So we have uh, on this card uh, 
Satoshi Kojima, Tomoaki Homa, and Yohei Kamatsu taking on Manabu Nakanishi, Captain New Japan, and Shotanaka. Which should be interesting. I'm just looking at this and I'm trying to remember. Is Pro Wrestling Noah's show next week? Uh, I'm not sure why. Because some, well, some of the obviously New Japan talents, I think Nagata. Because it isn't aren't aren't it isn't his stable and um no is is it his stable and Noah that's in a feud? No, you're thinking of Suzuki Gun. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We're speaking of the. Um, is that happening this weekend? It already happened, it? actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Killer Elite Squad have the tag belts. They defeated uh, Hayes and Nichols for the GHC tag titles. Because of course that's that seems to be the angle that they're doing there, yeah, the Suzuki gun invasion and everything. Because I think Shelton was in the match, wasn't he as well? With uh, Takagi, not Takagi, Takashi Izuka. I think teaming with him. I don't know if he attacked the ring announcer. Probably not. But yeah, uh, I'm guessing. I don't know what will happen in that match. That seems to be sort of a, here's some spare people, they're in a match. <laughs> yeah, it's just a not important match. So, uh, Tiger Mask 4 teams up with Mascara Dorada to take on Red Dragon. I'd be disappointed if Red Dragon didn't win. Because <laughs> that should be a thing. Uh, then also we've got... Uh, Ryosuke Taguchi and the Time Splitters taking on the Bullet Club of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That match alone is like, yes! <laughs> I think that's the. Is that the. Well, that's one of the first times Omega's teamed with the Bucks on television, isn't it? No, they teamed before. Or recorded stuff. No, they, they, they were teamed before. They teamed on the December tour. Oh, right. Was that... Well, I guess that would have been shown, wouldn't it? I'm, try, I'm trying to think back. Well, they wouldn't have obviously done it in PWG, would they? Or in the West? Uh, in the West. Not that I remember. Uh, then we have the NWA block, I guess. As uh, Jushin Funderliger defends his World Junior title against Chase Owens. This match I don't care about. It's Bruce Farp. That's what matters in this one. He's going to be the most important bit in that. I'm sort of... I'm guessing Liger will be retaining it. And... I don't know what will happen then. Because I think it seems to be angling towards... A mask versus something career thing. So if you look at when they first, you know, before the title changed hands, they were teasing how they wanted Liger's mask. Which, considering Liger is hinting at retirement, <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> we'll have to see. But that should be a good match anyway anything with the last ones 
Um, and then Rob Conway uh, defends the NWA World Heavyweight title against Hiroshi Tenzan, which is that Tenzan's rematch, I think? It probably is. I can't remember when he dropped the belt to Conway again. It was a long time. Well, it wasn't, well, probably a long time ago in re- relative terms. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi will take on Toriyano and Kazushi Sakuraba. If this goes longer than 10 minutes, I'll be surprised. I'm guessing this will be like seven or eight. So I don't think Yano can do full-on work for a, a, a long time. There's nothing against his form, but, you know, shilling DVDs is more important. Uh, Kazuchika Okada teams up with Yoshihashi to take on Bad Luck Farley and Yajiro Takahashi. So it really seems to be angling towards uh, chaos versus uh, Bullet Club in some sense. Because obviously they competed on the... they Was it a six-man tag, wasn't it? Yeah. And then wasn't it the... Trying to think, was it another six man tag or was that like a weird combination? No, it was six man tag. To go back in the notes. Yeah, because. Oh, yeah, that was Chaos losing to uh, Kojima, Noito, and, and Nagata. Which is just a random team, which is really good. Uh, then, in six man tag, it's going to be. Uh, Hiroki Goto, Katsuyori Shibata, and Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Tamatonga, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson. So apparently, no AJ. Is he busy this weekend? Mm. I don't know. He, I think he's probably still there. He'll probably just be there in the corner. Yeah, he'll be involved somehow. I just find it weird that AJ isn't on this card anywhere. Just seems off. Oh, but uh, the, finally, the two major Japanese title matches on the card. First up, Togi Makabe uh, defends the Never Openweight title against uh, previous champion Tomohiro Ishii. Which, if it's anything like the Wrestle Kingdom match, will be good. <laughs> And then uh, the Intercontinental title will also be on the line with Shinsuke Nakamura defending the belt against Yuji Nagata. I doubt there'll be a title change there. But considering how everybody seems to be doing complete swerves, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I don't know. This should be this should be a very interesting match, and it's a fresh match. But uh, yeah, I mean, ugh. we weren't expecting the title to change heads at the Osaka show, but then it happened, and I don't know. We I think we could see some title change happening, whether it's for the Never title or the IC title, but uh, it should be some good matches nonetheless. So. Yeah, uh, with that, uh, as I said, be a short last segment because not much is happening this weekend. But uh, 
We'll probably make up for it next week because <clears throat> I think I think it might be time for a little PWG again, possibly to review next week. A little bit of black coal sun. Won't you come? That's stealing the idea for music for next week. Um, possibly. And then, I'm trying to think, next weekend, quite a busy week, isn't it? CZW, WSU. Um, AIW. AIW. Are AIW going next week as well? Well, that's going to be the debut for the Vanguard shows. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the Vanguard. Promotion. Alpha <clears throat> One. Uh, PWG. Also. Oh, no, PWG no, no, is 27, week. isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's the that's what you have like, Yeah, yeah, I'm getting so keen. Is it the Ring of Honor show? I'm not sure if it's... I wouldn't have thought they'd have done a Ring of Honor, because the Ring of Honor pay-per-view is next week, you know, in two weekends' time. Yeah, it's in March, early March. But, yeah, I think they're going to have another show. I'm not sure if it's this week, the next weekend or the week after, but there's another show coming up. Let's have a quick look. Let me bring it well, up. anyways, ah. you'll you'll find ah. out. You'll find out once we do the previews. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, yeah, you already know the shows. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, with Unplug uh, being on a, I guess semi hiatus with uh, personal reasons, I'm going to continue doing the Lucha Underground recaps here on this particular podcast. So, yeah, you already know the shows. Just go to snsradionetwork.com. <laughs> oh, the uh, the Red Dragon uh, call-out from uh, the Young Bucks in terms of the statements that they made. It's trending on Twitter right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, uh, I approve. <laughs> yeah, you already know where to find us. Facebook, following the show. Twitter, TWIS underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sandro TWIS S A N D R O T W I S. You can follow Ashley over at Ash is my name UK. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, breaking news. Breaking, major breaking news. Okay, go ahead. Zack Sabre Jr. returns to PWG on April the 3rd. Whoa. So that's that, and then that also is, of course, there's the announcement that uh, PWG's next show is going to be Friday, April third. Oh, which is when I'm going to be fucking in Shikara for fuck's sake. Oh, hold up! <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's going to be a good Friday all year round. Hang on, I want to see this. <laughs> breaking news, people. This is legit breaking news. We're about to finish. Nope. <laughs> wow, Sykes Ape Virginia returning. That's that's pretty good. I'm just yeah. That's so yeah, April third. There's gonna be some sort of Easter name for that show now. Blatantly, because if it's Good Friday. I wonder if that's gonna be um Maybe the return of uh, uh, DDT4. Yeah. Because they had it it's before. On the four, it's on the fourth month. Because <laughs> they had it before on in April. 
before they they moved it to January the last couple of years. But uh, should be very fun, very very fun. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good reason to break news. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, follow Ashley over at Ashes My Name UK. Emails whole indie at snsradionetwork.com. Indie with a Y, I N D Y. Uh, all the archives over at snsradionetwork.com. So, yeah, all that stuff occurring. Um, so, Spider Man's back with uh, Marvel Studios in a way. <laughs> I'm hyped. And also, Ethan Page is also hyped as well. As he should be. <clears throat> Uh, Walking Dead was pretty good. It's too bad Tyrese got killed. Wasn't expecting that, but at the same time, he got killed off in the comics earlier on in, in the third arc. So I guess not surprised that it did happen, but unfortunate. But we'll see how the second half of the season five happens. And yeah, well, I'll be back next week. Yes. With everything that we previously talked about, probably. So, Song of the Night. Well, not you know, I won't even get into that. This was Ashley, that was Sandro, that was your sweet that was your weekly slice of indie goodness, if I can manage to get it right. And in the words of Foreigner, I really want to know what love is. Mainly because I don't it definitely isn't fifty shades of fucking grey. Good night, everybody.